0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. All right, great to be joined by Dave Reimstein, marketing professor here at the Wharton School. Dave, great to have you back with us. Thanks very much for uh, giving us a few moments today.
1: I'm delighted to be with you. I'm currently down in Miami speaking to a group of 80 chief marketing officers, but always delighted to. Take a respite from that and join you on the show.
0: Well, before we get into some of these stories, let me give you the stage here and tell us what you're talking about down there in Miami right now.
1: Well, one of the things that we were talking about earlier was uh, the importance of storytelling and companies having the opportunity to sort of tell a story around their brand and how important that is, Right. Uh, a a major component of of what companies think they need to do to emotionally connect uh, with their customers.
0: All right, so let's dig into a couple of these stories that are out there uh, around how companies are trying to reach consumers or stay connected to them. Uh one involves Disney and so I guess we're kind of in an interesting kind of window here. Uh we're, you know, starting to move more and more into the Halloween uh buying of the candy, buying of the uh uh the costumes, etc. And there's an interesting kind of connection as to how companies will try and Keep that momentum rolling all the way through the holiday season. Variety of companies have to think this way, correct?
1: Uh, oh my gosh, shoot me now! It it turns out that pumpkin spice starts earlier and earlier, and and basically we want to go from Labor Day straight through uh, to Christmas and even New Year's Eve. So everybody's saying, you know, it, it you know what I used to remember, and I'm sure you too is. Well, you sort of start with with you know, Black Friday, the end of Thanksgiving, and you yeah. go right into to Christmas. Yeah. Now they're saying we're going to go to Halloween, and you know we're going to keep pushing it forward and forward so we can have a larger buying window. And by the way, that serves to the benefit of companies that we don't have to get everything sold right in this short short period of time.
0: Dave, when do we start seeing pumpkin spice around July Fourth? Right. That's <laughs> that. That's going to happen at some point, right?
1: It, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you know, come on. It, it, it is amazing how it has uh, started creeping up earlier and earlier as this whole promotion of holidays.
0: All right. So for a company like Disney, uh, with with all the different connection points that they have, how important is this time of the year for them not only to be able to, you know, have the platforms that they do, uh, but all the different sponsors that they would meet, be involved. And obviously the interest between the sponsor message and all of the different content that obviously Disney has in its uh, in its library. So
1: when we think about content, we think about things like you know Disney Plus but Hulu and Freeform and, and FX and they've got a variety of different channels and what it is that they need are advertisers. And so hurry up, sign up and actually some are signing up for long-term deals. And you'll see some like, you know, some of them are product companies like Hershey and others are retailers like Kohl's has just signed up for their ninth straight year on Freeform. And so we see lots of companies that are signing up and wanting to be part of the the holiday sponsorship.
0: Right. So like when we think about the holidays, usually, you know, you get companies that are doing all kinds of different 25 days of Christmas promotions uh, for Halloween, you do the thirty-one nights of Halloween. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's all kind of built into the entire marketing process.
1: And and each of them have sort of their own little promotion within their programming. So, like Hulu has this thing called Huluween, and so they have the Huluween programming, and you have you know Friday the Thirteenth and all these various different programs that are you know consistent with Halloween. But they need to have sponsors for that. Hershey's one of them that just gladly signs up for
0: that. All right, switch gears to Target. Uh, and obviously Target, as they go further and further into the holidays, they want to build up the toy component in their mix. Uh, so they have an immersive toy experience uh, that they are bringing forward. Uh, give us a little backstory on on uh, what this is and why they're doing it.
1: So you see, you know, Disney with their programming – target is obviously a retailer but hey we want to get you starting to look for gifts and shop now and so they've created this virtual room of toys so that you could go in and start looking for toys do it in three dimensions um fao FAO schwartz has 140 products for example in the virtual room of toys uh one of the people on a panel that i ran this morning is jessica murphy who is the senior vice president of marketing at Hasbro. Uh, They've got tons of toys that are in the virtual room of toys at Target. And I am very much trying to promote, you know, toys, obviously related to Christmas, but you know, it's the time to start doing any of that. I think of note is they're very, very conscious people being price sensitive right now, given all the inflation that's going on. So, Much of what it is they're featuring are toys that are under $25. Right. And that sort of is an interesting shift.
0: Yeah, because the price on toys has gone up markedly uh, in the last few years. And and so uh, you have to have that mindset of being able to connect with all consumers. You don't don't want to miss out on a segment of the population.
1: Definitely the case. And by the way, Target's not alone. You know, right now we're in you know, Amazon Prime Day and you know, they they've got Walmart and, and Best Buy and others that are doing their holiday sales. Yeah. I know it's only October eleventh, but the holidays have started.
0: Dave, can I can I can I admit something to you right now? Um, I, I just started my holiday shopping yesterday for myself. So oh I I oh I'm I'm as bad I'm as bad as, as everybody right now on this. But it is, look it it's it is amazing and, and obviously we've seen this. Uh, I think you've referred to it. Barbara Kahn has referred to it on our show as well. This kind of creep that has gone on, you know, kind of creeping that schedule further and further up over the last what decade, two decades right now. And right. And, and it's just become part of the normal process of how we react to the holidays, but also how these companies, as you said earlier, have kind of lengthened this out, and it helps them with their bottom lines. It, it, it
1: definitely helps them. It Operationally, it clearly helps them. It smooths things out that we don't have to deliver it all, keep the shelves full for one day. Um, and and so they they've tried to stretch it out. You did your confession that you've already started your holiday shopping. I'll do my confession right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll start my holiday uh, shopping December 24th.
0: So, you know,
1: <laughs> it's just different people, different strokes.
0: So your middle name is Procrastinator, right?
1: You got it. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, interesting uh, move by State Farm. And, and we know that uh, they have uh, had uh, really good campaigns in, in recent years with a variety of different uh, athletes promoting State Farm. Interesting that seemingly they are now working on – uh, Donna Kelsey, uh, who is the mom of uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey of the NFL. Uh, and, and they had uh, the State Farm guy, Jake from State Farm, at the Kansas City Chiefs game recently uh, sitting with Donna Kelsey. And, and that ties them all into this Kelsey Taylor Swift kind of world that we're in right now.
1: Uh, What a fun, fun story. I mean, uh, watching everything that's going on now between Taylor Swift and, and and Travis Kelsey and, you know, how that sort of has got its own momentum going. And, and by the way, the impact of that relationship on NFL viewership, you know, the Kansas city chiefs uh, viewership is, is up over 20%. Yeah. And, 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 to a slightly different demographic, because now a whole bunch of women that are Taylor Swift fans are paying attention to Kansas City chief games. Maybe it's because they get to see, you know, a little bit of Taylor Swift with uh, with Kelsey's mom. But then the fact that State Farm has tried to capitalize this, and they take actually they re- they refer to Jake as their mascot. I'm not yeah. sure how well he he, yeah. he goes with that, but. They have him showing up with his State Farm outfit, which, by the way, happens to be red and white, consistent with the Kansas City Chief, sitting in the stands with Donna Kelsey. Um, it's a great connection for them and all the additional attention it
0: gets. And, and realistically, I would think this is probably somewhat low-hanging fruit for a company like State Farm. I mean, realistically, you get a ticket, you try and get uh, Donna Kelsey and Jake from State Farm together, you know the TV networks are going to play this up. And obviously, for a company like State Farm, anytime you can get your brand on an NFL game, you know that you're going to get millions of eyes watching it. And,
1: and imagine that State Farms doesn't even have to pay for the commercial. They right. just have Jake sitting with Donna, and it gets coverage. And sure enough, as you were saying, that's what it is they want, is their brand appearing to that NFL audience.
0: How often, though, do you see marketers kind of recognize the dynamics at play there and are able to capitalize on it like the way State Farm has?
1: Well, not that often. And I think it it is very clever for State Farm to sort of seize the moment because this is something that's what a three weeks old, this relationship between, you know, uh, Taylor Swift and and, uh, Travis Kelsey. But they they've maneuvered and gotten it moving. And and I take my hat off to them.
0: She wasn't in in Minnesota, I think, this weekend. So I don't know. Maybe things are, are easing down a little bit here.
1: Well, not according to Travis, he he has corrected any misperceptions about that and says, no, the relationship is on hot and heavy. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. And, you know, it's not always convenient to go to Minnesota uh, for a game.
0: Does the NFL have to kind of watch how they approach this? As they move forward, because I've seen on social media, there have been a lot of people like, enough already, we're done with this. Okay, great, they're dating, fine, but I don't need to see this on my football broadcast, you know, all throughout the game. Does the NFL, and maybe even more so the networks, have to watch out a little bit?
1: I, I think the networks need to be cautious of it, but the networks are also fully aware of the additional audience, and so they can't ignore it also. And, uh, and so we're going to focus in on this opportunity, but it is the case that NFL viewers are there for the football. So it's, the, it's this, you know, interesting balance. And when there's, you know, an injury on the field and you don't want to just focus always on the injury or there's a review going on for some play, you can, you know, jump over and show Taylor Swift laughing, you know, with Donna and <laughs> yeah. You know, seize the moment. even even down to... What is it that Taylor Swift is eating? Yeah, uh, you know it, it's it's really amazing how they've capitalized.
0: It, it's it, look, and I guess when it's front and center right there, I mean they'd be crazy not to, you know, to highlight it, right? They got
1: to pay some attention to it themselves.
0: Absolutely. All right, switch gears. Uh, Olaplex, uh, which is a hair care company, uh, with a kind of a faux product, a dupe if you were uh, that they uh, really played out on TikTok, Uh and, and so I guess this is an interesting way to approach this of kind of, you know, playing into what could be a bit of a dupe culture out there on social media.
1: So Olaplex is this premium priced product. And, and it, you know, it's a, it's a hair, they don't call themselves shampoo. They don't call themselves conditioner. It's a hair perfecter. And, um, and, and relatively expensive, and part of what it is that's going on, I mentioned earlier everybody being more price-sensitive during this inflationary time, and so there are these imitation products that are coming out that are sort right. of um, lower-priced but claim to be the equivalent. Well, Olaplex sort of seized the moment, and they did a spoof, and they came out with a Ola dupe and uh, had lots of people that were viewing this and then they later said, "Ha ha, we were just kidding." You know, yeah. you got to be you got to be aware of all these fakes. They, you know, they're just not the same. So I, I thought I thought it was clever to sort of spoof all the all the dupers.
0: But I guess you do have to be a little careful on that because you don't want to uh, you don't want to you know make your your consumers. You know, feel any less than maybe they actually are. You've got the potential of a little bit of a backfire here, don't you?
1: Well, there is that. You don't want to make them feel stupid, for right. sure. And and what you're hoping is that they all laugh rather than, hey, you're just playing with me and you're 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 trying to make me look bad. I get it.
0: Right, but the problem, I guess, you have in this kind of uh, landscape, and maybe this is you know historically the case, uh, Dave, isn't it? The fact that. Even if your intent is not there, you're going to have some people that will laugh at it, but you will also have probably some people that feel offended by it as well.
1: There's going to be some of that, and from Olaplex's perspective, hopefully not too many, and that more people see the humor than are offended. And, and by the way, I think the jury's still out. We're going to have to see how people react to that.
0: All right. Uh, one final story: Domino's giving away emergency pizza in their latest uh, rewards program. Uh, give us a little bit of the backstory here.
1: So, uh, you first of all, if you sign up, and and what it all this is being driven by their revamped rewards program, right. and they want you to, they want you to sign up for the revamped rewards program. And basically, they're running a a system that is buy one, get one free, but they've they've tried to to label it as an emergency pizza. So you buy one now, and then what it is, is you have this emergency pizza that is on hold for you, and, and we'll have it ready for you.
0: So does the consumer have the say there on when that emergency pizza comes forward, or does the company have the say?
1: Uh, the consumer has to say, once you've bought that first pizza after you've signed up, you get that, you get that second one, that emergency one, yeah. for free. And, um, and so you just need to go back to their site and re-sign in, and then you get that emergency pizza delivered to you.
0: And, and so for a company like Domino's, how much of this is about the data, about the personal data of the consumer, especially when they sign up? I think it's about the personal
1: data for sure, but it also is trying to get people re-engaged and, and it, it's trying to create more loyalty. And certainly right. what it is that it's doing is it, it sort of is, I'm going to say, stocking your shelf. You've got one pizza and you got another one in the
0: oven. And the challenge for a company like Domino's and really a lot of these big firms – have it going right now is that you have so many options for the consumer around pizza, whether it be Domino's, Papa John's, et cetera, those big name companies, or a lot of the, obviously the local pizza shops that that consumers may connect with, and, and they don't want to go away from their local pizza shop. Um,
1: and that's what it is that Domino's trying to fight. So if you buy one and get another one, that defers that local pizza shop even further
0: all right great to talk with you dave enjoy miami yeah
1: uh, thank you very much we got rain here not that sunshine i was hoping for
0: rain in miami when does that happen only yeah. only at four o'clock in the afternoon i thought that that was the case well it's raining now all right dave enjoy it thanks very much thank you you got it dave Riebstein marketing professor here at the Wharton school